0: You're listening to the RV Transport Podcast. I'm Tom, the driver.
1: And I'm Bunny, the sandwich maker.
0: And we invite you to join us on our journey in the industry of RV transporting, tow-away and drive-away.
1: So make sure you subscribe to our podcast and also towawaycouple.com where you can see our videos and other resources on RV transport.
0: So enjoy the show. Welcome to the to Way couple podcast. I'm Tom the driver.
1: I'm Bunny the sandwich maker and let's not forget about Bama our mascot.
0: Bama the mascot. So we got lots to talk about today. Uh, We're going to have it in three segments.
1: Right so today it's going to be weather related.
0: Yeah so what do we got here?
1: uh the first one we're going to talk about is uh preparing for winter okay since it's only unfortunately it's right around the corner
0: and the second thing we're talking about
1: um all of your wonderful interstates in the winter time
0: and the last thing
1: getting all your apps down
0: all right so preparing for winter uh the first thing first 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 thing i'm going to suggest is get your snow chains now
1: yes because they will sell out quick
0: yeah um me and bunny
1: were all
0: over the place every single state because we got a new truck we had snow chains for the single rear wheel but the dually we had not and we were off of a dispatch Mm -hmm. and winter was coming Yes. And we were going to be, be required to have snow chains. So, what do we do? We stop at every frickin' Walmart, tire shop, everything you could think of.
1: It wasn't until somebody in another state told us, well, chains are illegal in our states, so therefore you can't buy them here.
0: Right. I was going to say we stopped in all the Walmarts and tire shops in five states.
1: Yep. Even
0: bunny jumped ahead of me on that. I
1: one. did, and believe it or not, they are even illegal in Indiana, so you can't buy them
0: technically just
1: anywhere in Indiana.
0: Right. However, w- I, we will say true value in Middlebury, Indiana. I t- we were just in there the other day, and they have stocked up on snow chains, yes. but they do run out. When we, when we ended up buying our set was from True Value, and uh-huh. we bought the very last two sets of the year.
1: Isn't it Ace Hardware? No.
0: Is it Ace Hardware?
1: It's Ace Hardware. I'm sorry. Ace
0: Middlebury.
1: Yes. I had to remember that. I'm yeah. like, that's. well, we never right. go there. I know. We went there to buy our tire chains.
0: Yeah. We actually <laughs> called them, and they go, we got two sets, and They're like, like, where are you at? We're like four hours away. And they're like, we'll hold them for you.
1: Yeah. So that was really nice. And I've had a
0: couple people offer to buy my chains, get this, at less than I paid for them. (laughs) Are you kidding me?
1: Now, the crazy thing with chains is most of your companies do not allow you to drive with them on. Correct. Because obviously for safety reasons for your... Truck and well for their trailer, so therefore you can't drive with them, but there are states that you have to have them in the winter time regardless.
0: Right. And the thing about it is you don't have to have them during the summer months. So we take them out of our truck to lighten the load. However, Colorado starts requiring them in September.
1: Yes, and doesn't Uh, required, I believe, all the way through Memorial Day.
0: Yeah, so uh, we're not going to go in with all the state's requirements. You can look, you can Google that.
1: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) After that last one, yes.
0: I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You know what we'll do, though, is on towwaycouple.com, we do have a resource page, and we will look it up. We'll, We'll look up all the states and see if they require them. And if they do, we'll put what states require them and as much information as we can, and then a link to their DOT page.
1: And Tom and I kind of go by the adage, and I think most people do. If chains are required, you shouldn't be on the road, anyways.
0: Yeah. Um, we're and, not big fans of black ice.
1: Right. So if chains are required. That's I a don't time know to do a
0: fan of black ice? That's,
1: that's just a time to go ahead and sit it down for a night.
0: Right. Now, another thing you're going to want is staying prepared for winters. You're going to have to get some nice thick socks. Mm -hmm. And we do have, I, we have two pair of boots, three pair of boots. We have our rubber boots for the rainy season. Yep. We have our regular boots. So when it's just uh, a little bit slick or whatever, we don't want to break an ankle and then we have snow boots
1: and you know what uh especially for the people that live in the south or on the west coast you we're not used to buying boots you don't have to buy them online you don't have to spend a lot of money we just went to tractor supply and got our snow boots for, for like
0: 20 bucks or something. yeah 20
1: 25 bucks they're comfortable they're big they're bulky but you know what you're not wearing them all the time
0: right you will want a pair of gloves and i have a couple different beanies i have just a regular beanie but then i got the fur hat with the, that goes over my ears
1: yep because mm-hmm.
0: it does get down to free well it does freeze
1: yes and a good um a good carhartt style jacket they worked Wonderful last year. Yes. Once again, we just bought ours at Tractor Supply and spent like forty or fifty dollars for them.
0: Yeah, we I, for we didn't their get brand. Heart. we got their brand. Yeah. Um, my
1: only, my only complaint was I couldn't find one in a female, and they didn't have it in pink.
0: Oh, <laughs> that's true. So, a couple things you may need in your toolbox. Do, are, do we cover everything?
1: Yes, you covered all the cold weather gear.
0: Yes. I, mean, you might, I mean, you might want goggles because if it's sleeting and snowing and
1: because freezing, we,
0: just because you're out hooking up a trailer, you all, might want a pair of goggles just because sunglasses aren't going to stop it.
1: All projections are pointing to a very cold and very snowy winter.
0: Now, here's some of the tools that I've seen people needing. And I... I wish I had at one point I bought a very short flat nose shovel because when you go into the yards they'll plow the yards but they plow right in front of the trailers but they don't plow the front of the trailer for you so all you have is these big huge snow banks uh, that are like two foot tall you don't want to damage anything. So we have a flat nose short handled shovel so we could just dig out as low as possible for the main part of the trailer, but we do dig out the tires all the way down. So it rolls right out. Yeah. Another thing that I've seen people do, I broke the ice. Thankfully I didn't break the jack, (laughs) but I was jacking up the trailer. I was hooked on. I lowered the trailer to the truck, and I'm trying to jack up the ha- the the jack, and it, it was pulling my truck down. And what had happened was it was all water there, and it just froze. And it must have been two to three inches of solid ice when it cracked, and my bumper came flying up. So you may want to have a Harbor Freight little three-pound sledgehammer as well as a chisel, yep, because just hitting it with the sledgehammer may not be enough. You may have to chisel. So I would get like a a foot long or foot and a half long chisel, something you can work around the jacks, but also the tires get frozen in that slush ice too.
1: Yes, they do. Another one that a lot of people use uh, is a torch.
0: They, they, sometimes they need a torch because the brakes will be frozen.
1: The brakes will be frozen and the, and the jacks will also be frozen up inside the, the tube, the tube.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So they'll have a little propane torch or whatever. Yeah. Propane torch. Yep. Just to heat it all up, maybe thaw it out a little bit. Um, let me see here. Your tow chain. What's that?
1: You want a tow chain.
0: No, a tow strap. A tow strap. Chains are so outdated. Yeah, sorry. But <laughs> I, I have a really good, thick, long, sounds very perverted,
1: yeah.
0: tow strap. <laughs> and it's probably like 32 or 35 foot long. But it's, it's one of the biggest, widest ones I could find at Tractor Supply Store. It was, when I bought it, it was like 65 bucks and i think they're now 75 but it rolls up i zip tie it and it sits in my toolbox quietly in the corner
1: right now the reason why we mentioned that is there are a lot of companies out there that have really really nice yards and chances of you using it wouldn't you know it's kind of slim but there are yards out there that are just nothing but big mud pits
0: well and yeah our frozen pits or frozen
1: pits and people were getting stuck left and right
0: now we were seeing people even in the more maintained yards just spinning on the black ice so that's where a toe strap would come in handy is once you hook onto the trailer get a toe strap far enough out and then somebody can hook onto that more in a grippier area oh
1: exactly because there's yings and there's yangs to every yard
0: yeah and a lot of people This is just our opinion. A lot of people will ask, are four-wheel drives required? And whenever somebody says, you should have a four-wheel drive, especially coming into Elkhart, Indiana, there will always be those people that say, I have a two-wheel drive and never have had a problem. Congratulations. We have seen a hundred other drivers with four-wheel drives get stuck. So we would recommend if you have not purchased your truck yet, you should have a four wheel drive to be prepared for the well, worst. Yeah,
1: there was a couple times last year in in a couple of the yards that we were in that we had to put it in four wheel drive. I mean,
0: just going into just the yard going in because they didn't plow it. <laughs>
1: right. And... So, yeah, definitely it helps a lot.
0: Right. And I I think that's mostly it on the tools. On the
1: tools, yes. So now for the inside of the truck, you know, unfortunately, sometimes we get in situations that we can't go any farther than we can for one night or at a time or maybe more. So you definitely want to keep some food and some uh, liquid in your car also.
0: You know, with that said, I'm gonna go back to tools for one more second, tools of the trade. You will definitely want WeatherTech floor mats. Yes,
1: in definitely. In your truck,
0: because you don't want the floorboard rusting out because you came out of the snow, it goes through your car, and onto your floorboard or your floor plan, pan, and then rust that out. So we have weather techs in our dually, but we still need to get them in our single rear wheel. So. We're not even adhering to our own advice.
1: <laughs> exactly. So <laughs> that going back to food, you definitely want to keep some food in there that you could eat on the fly. You know, a lot of people travel with like a little um, propane barbecue. Right. And um, they have the plug-in refri- little refrigerator ice chests with them. Others, there's little things that uh, little soup, dispensers that you can plug in to keep some something warm but you know for them for the least amount a couple cans of spaghettios right or something
0: tomato soup is always
1: well no uh, i'm thinking if you were stuck on the side of the road oh something
0: of substance like raviolis
1: something that even chili
0: i would have a case of chili i can always eat chili
1: okay but what if you can't heat it up are you gonna eat chili if you can't heat it up?
0: That's right. Eat spaghettios. I'll eat
1: spaghettios cold. I'll eat raviolis cold. Eat ravioli. But cold. not
0: chili because it has all the grease in it.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, so you're def- right.
1: Definitely want to keep some canned foods that you can eat if it's cold and you can't heat it up. Uh, granola bars and make sure you keep plenty of water.
0: A plenty of water, but not in the bed of your truck where it'll freeze.
1: <laughs> right.
0: Uh, uh, have some in the caviar truck, uh,
1: and definitely, definitely a very, very warm blanket or a below zero sleeping bag.
0: Yeah, you definitely want blankets and everything. One thing that they have those little heater things that you pop them like at Walmart in the camping supply. Yeah, you can throw those in your glove box and put those in your pockets. Uh, that'll keep you a little bit warm. Most two important things you're gonna wanna keep in your truck because inevitably, if there is black ice, you are gonna be stuck in miles and miles and miles of traffic that isn't going anywhere. Always make sure you have more fuel than you need. If you have to stop and top off every now and then, go ahead and do that because we know of a couple and they got stuck for th- four days in a thankfully they're in a rest area. So they at least had a bathroom, right? But they were stuck four days in a rest area and they went through all their food supply and they ran out of fuel.
1: And we also know somebody that was broke down in, I think it was negative 12 degree weather and it was the alternator. So they couldn't even keep their truck running to stay warm.
0: Right. So uh, a piece of advice, just keep a roll of toilet paper in your truck. That too. I mean, because if you're in that never ending traffic jam, you might have to make shift some type of bathroom.
1: (laughs) Hey, done worse. Right. But yeah, so definitely if you think can think of any scenario that you think that you might be into, just make sure that you're prepared for it because winter can be very harsh winter out there on the open road. is
0: coming.
1: But winter now, but coming. like Bunny
0: said, you know, people from south of Kentucky, they don't really understand winter. We were in Arizona, California. We lived in Iowa for a year, so we had an idea. We knew that we had to have that survival pack in the trunk just in case the blanket the toilet paper the water
1: well a food coat, a coat that you buy in southern california is a hell of a lot different than the coat that you buy in indiana
0: right so i except unless you buy a carhartt or something but, <laughs> yeah uh definitely i see people when they come in the winter time they have the carhartt pants and the coat they got the whole and the boots the whole nine yards they're prepared but they grew up in this environment
1: yes exactly so yeah definitely be ready to go be ready for winter because it's it's upon us it is it's Uh, already snowing in i think it was wyoming
0: and the main thing is is just be safe out there yes if if when it when it comes down to the roads if you don't feel a hundred percent confident don't be a super trucker right so, all right, we're gonna end this here, but if you have anything that you think that we should add to this, send us a message on towwaycouple.com and we'll add to the podcast because winter's very important and people should be aware of winter. A lot of people take winters off. Me and Bunny take a lot of the winter off. We're not super truckers.
1: Nope. But also, too, uh, we will add on to our website, you know, a list of stuff that you should have to be prepared for winter. And if you can think of something else, definitely email us so we can add to it also.
0: Absolutely. So thank you for listening to this segment of Winter is Coming. <laughs> Welcome back to Towway Couple. I'm Tom the driver.
1: And I'm Bunny. And I did make sandwiches earlier today.
0: She did.
1: I made keto sandwiches. Yeah, no bread. No bread.
0: No mayonnaise. No, no mustard. <laughs> just meat and cheese. Just
1: meat. And, and we cheese. got
0: Bama, our mascot here. Of she's, course,
1: Ma- Bama went down on the floorboard again. Yeah,
0: she's soaking up the, the air conditioning down there. Heck
1: yeah, she's smart.
0: Now, uh, we are going to be talking about interstates during the winter months.
1: Right. My best, biggest advice. Don't take I-80.
0: Avoid <laughs> I-80 at all costs.
1: I-80 is like going to Alaska.
0: You know, when I when I go down these interstates and when I see those arms that can come down and block the whole freeway and the freeway close, that scares me. Yes. That scares me more than anything.
1: Yes. You know, I-80, anytime you go through, you're going to have some either a wind issue or snow issue and the reason why i definitely bring it up is because it was closed off on friday all the way from walcott iowa to laramie wyoming and that is a long hell of a stretch for the freeway to be closed to high and light
0: you know we we went through um what was the first town that we went through before laramie cheyenne cheyenne so we got we come through the the um that
1: uh, port of entry the port of port of entry or point of yeah whatever port of entry port we of entry. come to the
0: port of entry and they say you better grab a hotel they're going to close the freeways now this wasn't winter it was the start of winter but yes. it was windy we had, yes. we're talking 70 mile an hour winds and so we go grab a hotel and then we're in the hotel two nights right Yes. Okay, so we were stuck there for two nights. And then we get going, we get to Laramie, and they shut the freeway down again. And all these transporters are sitting in Hardee's and Laramie. And all of a sudden, rumor has it, freeway's open.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: so and all these transporters go. go right into their trucks. It's a drag race. And they get on the freeway. We get on the freeway, and we get... I don't know, so far up and we see freeway closed ahead. And we thought, oh my God.
1: Plus the fact that I, we, I was getting pushed around so bad. Oh yeah. The
0: winds were really, really, really bad. Yeah.
1: I'm like, babe. And I had a, like a big 36 foot class C and I'm like, if I'm getting pushed around in this, we should not be driving.
0: So we get off and off of an off ramp and we go hunker down at a city building. Uh huh. And it was uh, pretty late at night. And this couple comes up and they want to check on us. And we said, no, we're just kind of hunkering down for the night, waiting for the freeways to reopen. And they say it's supposed to snow at five in the morning.
1: He goes, he goes, you can stay here. He goes, but I need you to clear away from at least the enter enter, the, and the, the exit. He goes, because we're going to be coming in here for the plows.
0: Yeah, they, they, were, they were told they had to start plowing it. Get the plows out and salting and getting ready at four in the morning. And I'm over there like, oh, this is going to be a killer. And then he says, but if you go down this road, it's like, what, 100 miles? The, 60 miles? It was a long flipping road
1: the initial road was like, yeah, 35 or 40 miles. And then we turned left and went along the side of the mountain for over 100 miles.
0: Right. And it, so what it did was it we got off the 80. We were only like a mile off the 80. So he goes, all the winds go over the mountains and don't touch the road. And sure enough, we did it and the winds went right over our RVs. We didn't even know that there were winds at all. A lot of elk.
1: A lot of elk. <laughs>
0: And we probably shouldn't have been on that road because the first company we were with, you had to be on their route. And if you broke down off of their route, you were responsible for the tow, everything. But if you're on their route, they would be responsible for the towing and stuff like that. So we didn't really think about it too much until we got about 40 miles in and made our left and realized we had another 60, 80, 100 miles to go down a two lane road and no cell service at all.
1: No houses. No nothing. gas
0: stations, nothing until we got back to the 80.
1: But we made it.
0: We made it. So with that said, um, know your routes that's the, that's the important thing is knowing your routes. yeah and we only brought that up because we didn't know our route
1: and basically if you're on i-80 and it says close to high and light that means you cannot be on it and it's a serious ticket if you get pulled over and get a ticket it is a serious ticket
0: it's a worse ticket if you get blown over
1: yeah, I heard that that can be like a $10,000 fine. They just come and
0: make sure you have a pulse and hand you a ticket.
1: Pretty much. Pretty much. As much. long as you're
0: breathing, you're gonna get a, a major fine. And
1: I can almost guarantee that if it's closed to high and light and you blow over, you're not gonna be leased anymore.
0: Yeah, I think your company's gonna <laughs> let you go right there on the spot.
1: Yeah um so definitely you know i-80 gets really bad with snow and the thing with um wyoming and montana is they don't use ice or they don't use salt so they have to wait until all the snowfall before they really start plowing when it comes in really that bad and i've seen it was it last winter it was closed for a week
0: yeah because of all the black ice yes
1: So it gets really, really bad. So a lot of people will run I-90, I-94, which is a better alternative, but it's still a rough road. But yeah, definitely if we have to take a run in the wintertime, that's the way we would go. You just go up and around. But if you don't even want to do that, then you just drop down, run I-40, and then go back all the way up.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we did that run it's a little extra time but we know i mean we got flagstaff we go through but other than that uh if you're going to northern california donner pass is kind of sketchy
1: donner pass can so you got to
0: watch your weather for donner pass because it might be easier to go in southern california and run up through bakersfield and Fresno and go that route.
1: Yep. Yep. So you just got to really pay attention. Know your routes. Like Tom said, especially what about the people 70? that are,
0: you mentioned the 70, the
1: 70 can be good too, but you're going to top out in Colorado.
0: That's like 50,000 feet climbing. I'm exaggerating. I know, <laughs> but it, it, it you're going to use a lot more fuel.
1: So definitely when you accept your winter your winter runs know which way you're going watch your weather because sure it might be snowing like mad in Iowa but you're not getting any snow in Denver so Well and prepare for
0: delays and prepare to go a little bit well a lot slower Uh-huh So if you normally do 65 you might want to bring it down to 50 55 because I mean that's a less of an impact on black ice than doing sixty five
1: seventy. Well, even going through, uh, we did a Southern California run last winter, and and it was at the end of winter, and when we left Indiana, it was beautiful. We had I mean a little bit of snow on the ground. It wasn't bad, and then we tucked around down and through, I think it was Illinois, and it got really snowy and the roads were horrendous
0: well let me let me just let everyone know here we 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 always mention super truckers even the big rig over the road semi-truck drivers they even refer to bad apples as super truckers yes so it's not a good term to be called a super A super trucker don't be a super trucker no but You have nothing to prove to nobody. I have seen so many times where somebody's posted on Facebook, hey, what's this road like? Don't worry about it. Just send it. Just go. Or if you don't like, or I've seen people say, I run all winter long. If you don't run, you're a, you know what? Yeah. And it's like, what do I have to prove to you? Who are you that all of a sudden now my whole life being revolves around impressing you nobody nobody Nobody. so and that goes for our listeners don't worry about what others think of you if they think that you're not a real driver because you won't go then just say i'm not a real driver as you're hooking on making money when their truck is damaged broken or in a wreck you will still continue to move forward because you're going to think about a lot of the stuff that you got to make a living on this yes and your truck is your most valuable asset and your most expensive tool in your arsenal
1: you know i would much rather we don't like to sit and let our truck idle um so therefore if we know that weather is going to get bad or we're anticipating something down the road we will get a hotel for the night and be comfortable and wait it out. And I would rather spend the money in a hotel to wait it out, spend $100, stay for the night, than to wreck my car and spend how many thousands of dollars?
0: Exactly. We uh, would rather stay in a hotel just to be comfortable, have a shower and a bathroom and local restaurants especially like when we were broke down not broke down i'm sorry not broke down when we were down from the winds in wyoming thankfully we weren't sitting there were people sitting on the side of the freeway with nowhere to go nothing to eat because a lot of people don't bring anything with them food wise because they figure they're going to be at a truck stop or at a restaurant sometime
1: well my biggest thing would be All right, if I'm sleeping in a Loves or a Pilot for the night and I have to go pee and I got to get up and it's 12 degrees outside, I'm awake by the time I get back to the truck.
0: Exactly.
1: (laughs) I don't want to have to get up and put my pants on, my boots on and everything to go to the bathroom.
0: Now, like we said in our winter's coming segment, you know, a lot of people take winters off just because It's not that they can't drive in the snow, they just don't want to. Me and Bunny, we lived in Iowa, we drive in the snow, we did it. We just don't have to impress anyone and we really don't want to wreck our trucks because the black ice is what's gonna get you.
1: Well, last year we started off and we picked up our trailer and we were still in Elkhart. We literally pulled up out out of the yard we came around and we were getting on the
0: 80 at Kostopolis. Kistop, uh, yes.
1: And uh, ordered, immediately the truck started to.
0: I started sliding. You were in a motorhome. Yeah. And I started sliding. I got all terrain tires and no, that was on the on ramp.
1: That was with the dually.
0: Oh, it was the dually. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. So but we were already I started sliced. sliding and I didn't want to have to drive in four-wheel drive. It had just started snowing an hour before, so they really hadn't gotten all the plows out. So our apartment is right across the street. So instead of risking the trailer and the motorhome and our truck, we just decided to turn around, go to our apartment for the night, let them plow the roads, and believe it or not, The next morning we got up. We waited till the sun came up. Yep. So that way it wasn't still freezing, freezing. Exactly. And we got on and we had no problems. We
1: had no problems, but man, you should have seen the, the cars along the ditch.
0: Oh yeah. We are counting how many cars and diesels were in the ditch because they, those diesels, man, they're doing 70 miles an hour, 80 miles an hour insane and unplowed roads not knowing what's under that snow
1: yeah and they're the ones that are throwing all the crap up on our stuff
0: right so we good on this we
1: are good
0: so if you have any questions about freeways and stuff like that uh feel free to message us or comment on our social media wait wait we got more biggest biggest
1: word of advice
0: Wait. We have a bigger word. We will go
1: over this one in the apps section. Do not follow ways off the interstate (laughs) in the snow. Ask us how we know.
0: We, we, uh, (laughs) yeah, we we know this. We know this. We know this firsthand. But we weren't pulling for commercial. We had our own forty-foot fifth wheel behind us and
1: granted it saved us 10 hours but it did
0: save us 10 hours but we were plowing roads with our truck and our and you broke part of your charger under plastic uh undercarriage because the snow was just so high and thick it just ripped the plastic uh what is that aerodynamic stuff right off
1: so definitely stay on your your biggest route if you are in the snow yeah so
0: don't trust ways
1: no (laughs) no i forgot
0: about that (laughs) welcome back to tow way couple i'm tom the driver
1: and i'm bunny the app manager
0: she is the app manager and we have bama back up down here at the floorboard still bama our
1: mascot
0: bama the mascot and this podcast is all about winter winter's coming
1: winter's coming and you know uh learn your apps get well to... this
0: podcast is about this part of the podcast about apps yes
1: all the apps that you should have on your phone and if you know some that i don't please let me know yeah
0: because we find out about the apps through other drivers and stuff so we're only putting out what we personally use and personally know and there are more out there we just don't know about them so we're always interested in learning new information on how to make this job easier, especially in the winter time.
1: All right, so I am going to go start off on my best and favorite, and it's not even an app.
0: Well, let me explain one thing real quick. Okay. I don't know anything about the apps.
1: Tom doesn't.
0: Bunny is the app person. She does all the research. I'll call her and ask her what's off this exit, what the weather, what the winds. She answers all that, so she's going to do pretty much all the talking on this podcast. Yeah.
1: So my my best and favorite is trucker safety info on Facebook, and then there's a an, there's another one, uh, and it's also I think it's trucker safety weather. So they have dedicated people that put out there what weather is like currently. Um, I mean, if there's like a major snowstorm or like the hurricane that's coming up, they're already on it now, letting people know and being prepared. So a lot of times I'll go on there to see what weather is gonna be like uh, in, on our route or if we're in that area.
0: Now, one of the things on that those groups is because it is about safety, they don't mind people conversing, asking questions, stuff like that but when it's really down to hairy situations like the hurricane coming in, they will actually ask people to stop commenting and posting so they can keep their stuff up to date and up at the top of the page. Yes,
1: especially, yes. Uh, And they do that a lot in the winter time when you've got blizzards coming through. Um, So that being said too, with your weather apps, I personally run just the weather channel and um, NOAA, N-O-A-A. I know a lot of people run like Weather Bug, um, Climb. There's so many different weather apps that you find which one that you like and run with it. Also, I know a lot of people don't like to give up their area but if you say that you know you can be tracked, it'll let you know if you're coming into any serious weather
0: we don't mind being tracked. Well, not when being, it comes to that.
1: You're being tracked anyways. Yeah. <laughs> but like last, so last summer, I mean, the alert went off a little too late that we had already drove into oh my God. tornado area. We were a,
0: right in the middle of a tornado. Right. They were around us. We couldn't see them because it, it was, was about night. midnight. Yeah. But all hell broke loose. It just started pouring. It was dark as dark can be. And we were down to five miles an hour on the freeway, just moving forward and just scared to death because it felt like we were going to be flipped over just sitting there. So rather than sit there, we just kind of coasted, trying to get to a hotel and we luckily made it to the hotel.
1: Yes, we did. Now, uh, you know, and going back to Two stuff like that. There's two really good ones that I run for wind. And one is Windy, W-I-N-D-Y. I run Windy and I run, um, duh.
0: is looking it up right now. <laughs> she forgets <laughs> With, that dead air.
1: I do. I run Windy and I run Wind Compass. Now, Windy will let you know. I like that one because I can track as we're going and look and see what winds are going to be ahead of time uh, and ahead of the area. I run wind compass while we're driving because I can just hit refresh and see what the wind speeds are, what the gusts are in that area. And it makes it a lot easier, but you also have to understand these are not updated every minute. So therefore we went another one. while we were in that tornado, the wind speeds were only saying that they were five miles an hour we, and they were
0: until we hit it
1: until we hit it but even still then as we're getting rocked and rolled it's still only saying five miles an hour because the winds only update every so many
0: so what you're time. saying is even if it says the winds are five miles an hour and you assume they're 105 miles an hour go with your gut
1: Go with your butt. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> or 155 miles an hour.
1: If you have to manhandle your steering wheel from the winds, you probably ought to pull over.
0: Right. But you got to have a place to pull over. We didn't even have a we shoulder didn't. to pull over We on.
1: didn't. At one point, we finally just had to pull over on the freeway.
0: We did, but there was no shoulder. There wasn't That's no shoulder. That's why we shoulder. continued forward.
1: It was pretty, pretty sketchy. Was pretty scary there for us for a while. <laughs> right.
0: So, what's some other? Uh, I know. I know one of your favorites is iExit.
1: IExit. I absolutely love iExit. Somebody told
0: you about that. They did. All these apps. Somebody told us about.
1: They did tell us about iExit. iExit is awesome, but you have to be on a major interstate, and it's super easy. You just go on there, and then it, and it says, "Show me on I seventy five South." and you can see what's coming up.
0: Guess where we're at right now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So it'll show you what exits are coming up and what food is there, what gas stations are there. It'll show you rest areas, way stations. Hotels. Hotels. It won't always tell you if there's going to be a truck stop.
0: Does it show you way stations? Yes. Wow. That would be useful information. 90%
1: Ninety percent of the time, it's not going to tell you if there's a loves or a pilot, so maybe they right. don't pay.
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe, but yeah, you're right. Because a lot of times, all we're seeing where a truck stop is, Bunny's pretty good at saying, "Oh, this exit has McDonald's, so there's probably going to be a pilot," or "This one has a Hardy, so it's probably going to be loves." Yeah. So, but they'll they'll put the restaurants, but they won't put the truck stops the truck stop. on a lot of them.
1: Yeah. So I definitely use iExit. The other one that I also use now a lot, and the, for you that are traveling with little fur friends, Fido.
0: Bring Fido. Bring
1: Fido app. The Bring Fido app is amazing. It lets Somebody you Somebody know just told you that one too. They did. They let, it lets you know, uh, you put in the city of where you're going and it will let you know which hotels are pet friendly, which restaurants are pet friendly. If
0: it's inside the restaurant or on the patio. Mm -hmm.
1: So yes, we def, I definitely use that one all the time, but we talked about this one in the other segment. We run ways.
0: Yeah, because we want to see where the po-po is.
1: Yes, so we definitely run run ways the whole time but i also run trucker path behind it
0: right so So.
1: if for some reason you get off the freeway or you think things get a little sketchy you can go on your trucker path and make sure trucker path no that's what i'm saying your trucker path is going to run the same as the diesels run so it's not going to take you any under low-lying bridges
0: so that app is called
1: trucker path
0: all right just want to clarify
1: yes because
0: you just went right into it and
1: well i was say because if you're on ways and you're running ways and and it's snowing outside and there's an accident ways is going to get you off the freeway yes and try to divert you around that accident and an rv transport
0: some of the last things you want to do even you it might be better to sit in traffic than to get off the freeway and go down a
1: Back uh, neighborhood Farm Road.
0: side street because it just thinks you're a little smart car, not a truck with a 40 foot trailer or whatever. And then they have low hanging trees because they don't have all the semi trucks going through, they're knocking the branches off for you.
1: Right. So your trucker path will not take you down any of those crazy little roads that the mainstream ones are going to.
0: Now, one thing I do like about trucker path is it also tells you where the way stations are. It does tell you where the way stations and are. Potentially if they're, if they're open.
1: Yes. Or even if they're, it'll say if it's opened, if it's being reported as opened, being reported as closed. And it will also give you, um, what the past,
0: history history
1: is on whether uh, they're open or they're they're hours closed.
0: that they're there or not yes
1: it'll let you know where the all the truck stops are at rest areas even places just to pull off and sleep
0: and that okay so do any of these apps cost money
1: um they are all or do
0: you pay for any of them
1: they all have free versions to them and then they have I think trucker path is ten dollars a month and it gives you a little bit more. You can it offers a little bit more. That's
0: when it tells you if the way stations are open. Open
1: or closed, yes. Yeah, you
0: gotta pay to see that little gem of information.
1: Yeah. So you definitely want to make sure that you have all of your travel apps open when you're on the road, especially your weathers and your windies, because those are gonna be the ones that you're gonna run with. 99% of the time. For those
0: who haven't been in RV transport and you're just looking into this, you cannot, most companies will tell you to pull over when the wind speeds are 25 miles an hour. Is that right?
1: Uh, Well, one company said that you have to pull over at sustained winds of 25 miles an hour. Right. The company that we're currently running with said that even in gusts of 25 to 30 they'd like you to pull over because those will also blow you over
0: right but there's always gusts of 25
1: to 30. there is always gusts of 25 to 30. now you definitely though i mean there was one point in california when yeah it was definitely way over 25 miles an hour but you also couldn't get to a good safe to stop either
0: right And one quick note on like the Windy app and the wind compass and stuff like that. If you have any issues, Bunny had an awning that kept coming out on a motorhome and we called, they said, hold on a second. And we're like, okay. And he comes back, he goes, okay, your wind speeds are 17 miles an hour. So they were looking for an out to put it on us.
1: Yep. Yep, I guarantee that if, like he, like he said, if they call and you say my awning ripped off, ripped off, and then you're in over 25 mile an hour winds, that is driver damage. Yep.
0: Yeah, so that's why it's important to have those apps, but you got to trust your judgment because, like Bunny said, hers was showing five miles an hour, but yet we were driving into a tornado. Yeah.
1: <laughs> right. And it also happened in Florida. We drove into a really bad storm. It was saying that we virtually had no winds, but yet there was a pine tree right in the middle of the freeway. Oh yeah, (laughs) that's
0: right.
1: That just happened on our last trip to Florida. All right. So where are we at on
0: this one? We're trying to keep our podcast at 45 minutes. We don't want to bore you.
1: Because you know us, we can talk. We like to talk. And I, um, forgot to set the timer. So I think we're probably pretty good.
0: I think we're probably pretty good. So anyway, uh, if you have any questions, we're coming into a big something. They're putting flares out. Something
1: must have just happened.
0: They just happened. Uh, The popos over here. But if you have any comments, any suggestions for podcasts and stuff like that, our YouTube videos, definitely let us know check out all of our social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Just search Tow Away Couple, all one word. Follow us on YouTube, Tow Away Couple and subscribe. We put out a lot of small short 8 to 10 minute videos but they end up being 12 to 15 minutes. <laughs> and <laughs> Uh, we, We give a lot of useful information there on how to get into this industry. So you might wanna go check that out and join our Facebook group, RV Transport for New People. It's a good group. There's a lot of experienced drivers in there that offer a wealth of opinions as well as we offer our opinions, but a lot of new people ask questions and it makes it fun to see all the exciting stuff coming up also people post pictures of their pickups and deliveries as well as their travels around the country
1: yes and you can see pictures of Bama our mascot
0: oh yeah yeah we we put pictures of Bama on all of our social media so all right well until next podcast we'll see you down the road we'll see you down the road